He ended up joining another Cleveland band. This band was called the Exotic Birds. Um, so this, another member of Exotic Birds was Andy, I don't know how to say this last name. I'm going to totally butcher it. Kubazuski? <laughs> Pretty good. Is that close? <laughs> I haven't seen the spelling, but I'm going to okay. say you're right. Um, and he later, after Exotic Birds broke up, he later drummed with the, the. Ah, the, the, the. The, the, is it the, the or the, the? I think you can say either. I, I said the, the, I knew them because they were on Nothing Records later on, and I had a, a an album of theirs. Ah. He also played drums on The Downward Spiral. I didn't research to see what track, so that'll be something that we can look later. Wait, what was his name? Andy. Oh, no, I, the one, okay, the one that's hard to say. Yes. He played drums on. Kubazuski is how I'm going to say it. I wonder if it was like the, the really rock out part of Ruiner. I don't know. Um, we'll look into that. And then he also played drums for Prick, which is another Nothing Records mm. band, Cleveland okay. band. And he was a member of Stabbing Westward. Oh, God. It all mm-hmm. fucking connects here. It all you know? connects. Yeah. So uh, during this era, he was an Exotic Birds. And I thought it might be fun. Here is a clip oh, I can't wait. from a 1980s interview oh. <laughs> on a local Cleveland I've seen channel. This. this is classic. You got to see his hair it's to Trent get the full being effect. Interviewed about electronic music and about exotic birds, and also I think Thomas Dolby is in this for some reason. Oh, and you'll be off for a great look. It up to the, the hair. Theater. Now wait until six o'clock, please, and good luck. Finally, over the last ten weeks, we've introduced you to many talented local musicians <laughs> in our Cleveland She's Breakout Concert Series. This week's trio is no exception. On our final edition of The Breakout, our man on music, Dave Tarver, shows you how the exotic birds have made modern music very popular in this area. Modern technology has Is that Thomas Dolby? Yes. And play. It has even changed the way the human art form of music is made. Computer composer Thomas Dolby blinded us with science in 1982 with his computerized high-tech sound. He defends the accusation that his synthesized style takes the human element out of music. I'm just using the most up-to-date tools available to make my music. It's almost as though the computer is my instrument the way the piano is Elton John's or the guitar is Johnny Mitchell's. You know, it's my accompaniment for my song. I play the computer like... Is it really so controversial? I guess by the time I was a teenager... People are dumb. Here's Exotic Birds. ...electric dance music with the aid of computers. They use a technique known as sampling. Sampling? ...sequences of sounds into the computer to be recalled during the performance. Can the computer make a song? ...that for their style, the computer is an essential element of the music. Our particular style of music is a very dance-oriented... Trent. ...kind of thing that, um... That is an element of cool the song that would sound bad if a human was trying to play. It doesn't make any difference how a song is played. If it's a good song and people like the song, whether it's a rock and roll song, whether it's a disco song, whether it's, you know, a polka, it doesn't matter. We just use different instruments than other people do, and I refer to the computers as instruments. The misconception live shows pretty good. people have about their computer is that it creates the music itself. In fact, just <laughs> like people any so a musical computer must be programmed. It doesn't create, it recreates. It's only as talented as its programmer. When you mention talent and creativity, that blend equals the exotic bird. Drummer's pretty good. He's tight. It's very hard to play two 
sequenced electronic stuff as we will learn listening to Pierce Feeling. Trent is, is very into this, or at least he's, the exotic he's acting as if he is. I and ear of the music industry when they opened for the Culture Club in 84 at the Coliseum. Wow. This year promises to soar the birds to new heights. The past 10 weeks we've seen a great example of the musical talent in I mean, our city. Hopefully in 87 we'll let the rest of the nation in on our secret. I'm the man on music, Dave Tarbert, for Live on 5. Dave Tarbert. Hard to imagine. Tim How did they avoid making flock of seagulls comparisons and then do more bird jokes in there like that that was right on the <laughs> Aww, table yeah so yeah. it was also during this era that trent um had his only real film role other than well are we Matt, counting twin peaks twin return? peaks the return tv show he wasn't in lost highway was he <laughs> i nah, do I not remember unless him. he was in the background somewhere and no one yeah, knows that i don't know was he the uh, scary thing that jumps out from behind a dumpster? Yes, he in- played the he played the trash can man, Oscar the Grouch, <laughs> the guy that scared the holy shit out of me when I was like eighteen or whenever that movie came I'm out. I'm not kidding though, Blake. When I first saw that movie, number one, I was scared. Number two, I went, "Was that Trent Reznor?" I am not kidding. Are you serious? It yes. does not. It's that one character actor. It does not look like Trent Reznor. <laughs> No, it's not a character. Oh no, the character actor the is character the one actor who is faints. The one who sees him. I forget his name, but I do too. When he but... when he falls backward and like faints, that's that was me in that moment. <laughs> I had the same reaction. No, I did too. Mulholland Drive is like my fucking oh, nightmare. God. Okay, so he was in Paul Schrader's film that was filmed in Cleveland. Paul Schrader. That's right. Light of Day. He needs to score a Paul Schrader film already. And he was right? in the. I know that he would. Turns out, obviously. A, Huge movie guy was huge on Taxi Driver. Just saying, it's all connected. Also, uh, this film, Light of Day, it starred Michael J. Fox and Joan Jett. Joan Jett looking pretty hot in this as I was Ooh. watching it, and uh, I believe Michael McKeon is in this. Interesting. Is he playing someone in a band? Yes, a bar band. The band oh. is called The Problems. Just wait, there's That's a, a great joke name. about it. There's Michael McKeon, right? Uh-huh. Well, what are you going to do now? Is look that Joan? That's yeah. Joan Jett. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't like that look. <gasps> I thought Sorry. she looked lovely. <laughs> I like the black hair. Who are they? Oh, that's one of Oog's cut-rate specials. Concept rock. The problems. Yeah, they used to be called sins. Now they're just problems. <laughs> Let's get drunk. I'm way ahead of you. How'd you like that joke? I don't. I can hear him. Yeah. It's like four dudes singing uh-huh. simultaneously and hitting drum yeah. drum triggers. And there's Michael J. Fox and, smoking <laughs> and partying. I don't believe that this is a real movie. It's a real movie, and we're going to watch it together. It looks made up. You know I'm, what? Maybe as a bonus episode, we could do a, yeah, uh, a commentary. Yeah. Watch along. Everyone loves Michael McKeon, right? And Michael J. Fox. Yeah, the two Michaels. Yes. The only Michaels that ever mattered, other than Michael is Trent Reznor. Are those Trent's hands on the keys? I believe so, yeah. somewhere on the road that we'd make it, you know? We never did. So this was also filmed with Frank Vale, who was also in Exotic Birds, and Mark Addison, who was not. What year was this again? 87. The year before Pierce failing. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we don't have to watch the whole is thing. Is there any, like, actual Trent in it? Because He I have... was very briefly in it okay. whenever they first showed the band in a wide, like, shot. Uh, okay. So he doesn't really get a close-up. And you could kind of hear him <clears throat> singing. He doesn't get a close-up, does he? Maybe we can. Maybe he says something shitty as they're packing their gear. Let's watch. Oh, now they're loading up. Uh-huh. I've carried a snare in my time to your car. <laughs> yeah, I made her do it, folks. Nope. <laughs> it just okay. kind of just abruptly in. ends. All right. <laughs> you know, that doesn't sound like... That doesn't. That didn't look like something I would enjoy a lot, but good for him. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was through Exotic Birds that he met his former manager and Nothing Records co-founder, John Mom, because he was the manager of Exotic Birds. So after the band broke up, Trent lent his talents to a band called Slam Bamboo. Slam Bamboo. A name I'll never forget as long as I live. Do you think it's the... It may be the greatest band name ever conceived. Many of you will recognize Slam Bamboo from various uh, GIFs online. Well, there are some great shots in this one, so look it up. Scene Magazine says about our next guest, this band has everything it takes to make it big. <laughs> Doing their single now called Everything? Fire, let's welcome Slam Bamboo. Just... The passion of Trent in this. You've got to see this amazing. front man. He's a goof. To you. To you. This is definitely pre, like playing along to a recording. Can I say that they have the prettiest member hidden behind like oh a column? <laughs> the fucking <laughs> singer and his floppy hair and his dance. Yeah, very faked. Kevin Bacon on guitar. Everybody has a mullet, folks. I think they definitely wanted to be Tears for Fears. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode, subscribe at patreon.com slash oxaudio. Hit up our socials at Nailed Pod. Thanks, piggies. Fistfuck.